Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, CNN Politics Editor-at-Large and host of CNN's new podcast, Downside Up. I'm in for David Chalian today, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, October 14th. T-minus 25 days until the midterm elections, and we're in the debate stage of the campaign season, with candidates from both parties focused on completely different issues. In Georgia's Senate race, incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker are facing off in a high-stakes debate tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. We published this episode before it started, but check out CNN.com for highlights. The drama surrounding this pivotal race involves both candidates' personal lives, Walker and abortion funding claims against him, and Warnock's divorce from his ex-wife, who claimed he, yes, ran over her foot in 2020. A woman who says she is the mother of one of Walker's children has claimed that the GOP candidate paid for an abortion in 2009 and later encouraged her to have a second, which she declined. And Warnock has denied the claim against him, too. Now, the Daily Beast says it has obtained Walker's child support agreement with the woman, who has remained anonymous. CNN has not independently verified the woman's allegations, nor reviewed the child support agreement, and has reached out to Walker's campaign for comment. In the debate tonight, make sure to watch how Walker carries himself. He's never been tested in this way ever in his life before. It's a huge hurdle that he needs to clear. In Pennsylvania, the Senate race is also heating up between Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz and Democrat John Fetterman. You can hear Dr. Oz playing up his medical angle in this recent ad. John Fetterman's plan? Raise taxes. Everything costs more. Ban fracking. Killing jobs. Release murderers into our community. That's a prescription for pain. This economy is causing anxiety, depression, fear. It doesn't just affect your wallet. Stress causes high blood pressure and heart disease too. This is an economic and health crisis. A doctor can help fix it. I'll keep us safe, cut your taxes, and protect our jobs. Meanwhile, Fetterman is recovering from a stroke and hasn't made his medical records public beyond a doctor's note released in June attesting that he was fit to run for office. Here's a video of the Fetterman campaign uploaded today. After my stroke, I was just grateful to see Giselle and our kids. Across Pennsylvania, I keep seeing families that don't have enough time to focus on each other. They're struggling, left behind. We gotta make it easier for people to spend time with those they love. Politicians spend so much time fighting about the things that don't matter. I'll always be focused on what does. Access to healthcare, lower costs, good jobs. In the caption to that YouTube video, Fetterman's campaign specifically contrasted its tone with Oz's, saying, quote, it's nothing like the nasty ads from Dr. Oz and his allies. Oz's campaign has taken a mocking tone with the Democrat over his health. This was a notable low blow. Oz's senior communications advisor, Rachel Tripp, said in a statement Insider obtained in August, quote, if John Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, then maybe he wouldn't have had a major stroke and wouldn't be in the position of having to lie about it constantly. Yeah. Oz addressed his campaign's tone in an interview with NBC. I accept the responsibility and, and I, you know, I deal with issues as they come up, but uh, he has his own set of issues and we should have had a debate already. Now, with less than a month to go, you're probably going to start seeing a lot more ads, stump speeches and debate clips. I think the Republicans overall campaign strategy can be boiled down to essentially highlighting three issues, crime, inflation slash the economy and wokeness. You could see that during the first two weeks of this month, when about one in five ads from Republican groups and campaigns were focused on crime. And Republicans aren't alone. They spent about $22.5 million on crime ads, but they were just edged out by Democrats who spent $23 million responding with their own ads on crime. 
You can hear that dueling narrative in the U.S. Senate campaign of Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Here are some examples of anti and pro Barnes ads. Do you feel safe? Mandela Barnes would eliminate cash bail, setting accused criminals free into the community before trial, even with shootings, robberies, carjackings, violent attacks on our police, more than 300 murders last year alone. Yet Barnes has even supported defunding the police. Mandela Barnes, he stands with them, not us. Senate Leadership Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. I worked on the force for 30 years. I've seen plenty of politicians, but Mandela, he's the real deal. Mandela doesn't want to defund the police. He's very supportive of law enforcement, and I know his objective is to make every community in the state of Wisconsin better. I trust him to get the resources that we need to keep people safe and to reduce crime in the first place. As a retired cop, I want someone like Mandela. Mandela is the right guy for the job. I'm Mandela Barnes. But you're also seeing differences. Republicans blame the Biden administration for high inflation, so they're trying to tie candidates to the president with ads complaining about Democratic economic policies. Lastly, there's wokeness, a.k.a. the culture wars. Republicans do love to fixate on that. And they're not just running against Democrats, they're running against wokeness more generally. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means that on top of traditional campaign issues like the economy or border security, Republican groups and candidates are touting their opposition to things like trans women playing women's sports or saying how they want to restrict how race and sexuality is talked about in schools. As for Democrats, some of them have the more challenging task of convincing voters to keep their jobs as the party in power. They're running completely opposite campaigns from Republicans, focusing on abortion primarily, as well as Trumpism and other Republican extremism. Abortion rights has proven to be a winning issue for Democrats so far multiple times in special elections, primary races, and even on ballot measures. Donald Trump isn't even on the ballot this year, but his political brand very much is, with some GOP candidates in key states running on his 2020 election lies. That's especially true in Arizona, and the incumbent Democratic Senator Mark Kelly said yesterday that democracy is at risk if any of these Republicans get elected, including his opponent, Blake Masters. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say the wheels can come off of our democracy. You thought, you know, we had problems in 2020, you know, with him in office, with, uh, you know, Mark Fincham, the candidate for Secretary of State, or Carrie Lake. You know, Arizona could be ground zero, you know, for... um, some really challenging times for our country. So what about house races? A brand new CNN poll out this week gave some insight on which party has the advantage so far in gaining the majority. The races and districts overall are a tight split between Republicans and Democrats, with 50% of voters backing the Democratic candidate and 47% behind the Republican. But in the most competitive congressional districts, support among voters is tilting toward Republicans. That's good news if you're a Republican, because it suggests in the places where this election is going to be decided, Republicans currently have an edge. Remember, all 435 districts will vote to elect a representative, but probably only between 35 and 50 are districts that decide the majority. And in those districts, Republicans are up five percentage points. In terms of the issues most voters in these competitive districts are focused on, a huge majority says the economy and inflation are especially important to their congressional vote. And if that's the case, that's the message that Republicans have been running heavily on and that Joe Biden continues to struggle with. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my new podcast, Downside Up 
where I explore with experts how small changes in the status quo could change our world completely. New episodes drop every Monday. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Faz Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday.